Jesus said, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Every good endeavor is a gift from God. Here on Faith Marketplace Radio, you'll be inspired, equipped, and encouraged in your work as you hear business leaders share how their faith impacts their work. Joining us every Saturday at noon on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. For Faith Marketplace Radio, here's Marketplace Veteran and your host, Bob Lambert. Hey, good Saturday afternoon, beaming all the way here from Chicago, Illinois, across the world. Uh, If you haven't downloaded the app here at AM 1160, get out there and check it out. You can download the AM 1160 app, and anywhere you've got internet service, you can listen to this show. So, um, and we got callers, you know, people listening to it everywhere. I just know it, okay, because God's beaming it out there for us. But here at Faith Marketplace, we equip individuals, entrepreneurs, and small business owners with resources plus community to build a kingdom impact to glorify a mighty God while uh, gaining inspiration from marketplace leaders. And boy, we got a great one today. Again, I'm Bob Lambert, the host of Faith Marketplace and the founding partner of Samurai Business Group. At Samurai, we offer entrepreneurs, individuals, small mid-market companies, and their teams advanced business development and sales training skills. Most of our clients report that they have doubled or tripled their top-line revenue within 12 to 18 months. At Samurai Business Group, we say we put the win back in your sales. And boy, have we got a terrific guest here for you today. I'd like to introduce you to Jill Robbins. She's the president uh, get this, guys. She's got multiple companies here, so I'm going to read off at least two of them. One called Business Fierce and another one called Matchbook. And we'll introduce you to a couple of the other ones, but those are the ones we'd like to focus in on today. Jill, welcome. Thanks, Bob. Happy to be here. You know, uh, let's, uh, you, know you, you, you did a quote that I'm really intrigued by, and I'd like, to, mm-hmm. I'd like you to tell the audience what that quote is, and then what, what, what's the inspiration for it? Yes. Um, so the, the quote is, you don't get what you don't ask for. Um, nothing too profound there, but um, as we can kind of look back and look forward in our life, um, there could be some missed opportunities that maybe we had or things we wish we had asked for, um, and there's no harm in asking. Um, I had a boss early in my career um, that, that coached me, you know, ask for the salary, ask for the extra vacation days. And I was in strategic sourcing at the time, you know, ask the supplier for, you know, better payment terms or whatever the term or condition might be, better pricing. Um, and you'd be surprised you get a lot more when you ask um, than <laughs> if you don't. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We're going to get into that, especially because you uh, became uh, extremely good at asking, but now you're sharing with other people that uh, what does that look like and how you do that. Um, let, let's sh- let's share with the audience a little bit about your background, Jill. Did you come out a bouncing baby Christian girl? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, you know, my family um, went to church um, every Sunday. Um, my grandmother was a strong influence. Um, we grew up uh, Pentecostal. Um, so, you know, kind of the holy roller, um, if you will. (laughs) Um, and you know, that's all I knew, um, frankly. Um, and then, you know, my sister and I started to become very active and play sports and we didn't fit in because it was when we grew up, it was very strict and you had to 
look a certain way and dress a certain way. Um, uh-huh. And we pushed back on my mother and said, you know, this isn't right. You know, we can still believe in God and be a Christian um, uh-huh. and walk in our faith, even if we don't look or dress a certain way. Uh-huh. Um, so that's, you know, background. And then I think our relationship with the Lord ebbs and flows um, throughout our life in different circumstances and different experiences that we have. And um, there are different testimonies um, I have at different points in my life and career. Yeah. Now, did you feel back then when you were growing up that you really had a, a, a personal relationship with Jesus or was it more just a church going and kind of out of rote and all that kind of stuff? More the latter. I mean, it yeah. was, you know, it, it, no one talked about a relationship, really. It was just right. kind of, you know, you showed up, you attended. I'd say right. my grandmother probably demonstrated more of a relationship. Um, uh-huh in her journey and her walk and she was very faithful. Um, Mm -hmm. but I think that relationship, um, topic and, you know, in Bible studies and, um, I think it's come around really more in the last 10 years, I feel like in my journey. Yeah. How about those college years? Did you kind of uh, walk in a different way through the college years? (laughs) Uh, it was actually, high late high school for me i got it out of my system early (laughs) (laughs) by the time i went to college i didn't need to do anything else (laughs) and speaking about college let's talk a little bit about your background there and your education what what what, uh, where'd you go to school and what would you get educated in yeah i went to indiana university um in bloomington indiana Uh um and then my last year um i went to Indiana University in Indianapolis. I played golf. So I played golf through high school. I could have played in college, but I was burned out. Um, So I chose not to play. And then the coach knew me from growing up in my hometown and asked me if I wanted to come and play for him. It was the first year for a women's team. Um, So I was the team captain there. Um, And honestly, the professors were uh, much better um, at in Indianapolis, they had real world experience um, ah. versus being um, academics and um, researchers. Um, so <laughs> it was a, a very good experience. Um, and then I got my um, master's um, in business administration and international business um, at Indiana Wesleyan um, after okay. later when I was working. Yeah. So out of school, now what did you do with these degrees? What was the degrees in the, the first uh, one? Yeah. So the first one was in business. Um, okay. And then I had a minor in information technology. And okay. then, like I said, the master's was in international business. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. So uh, coming out of school then, where did you land with uh, you know, your first jobs and all that good stuff? Yeah. So um, I went to work for American Trans Air as a quality assurance analyst. Um and then 9-11 happened um, and I lost my job and uh, <laughs> as well as thousands of other people. And then eventually that airline went bankrupt. Um, then I went to work for a large healthcare network um, in their IT department doing um, actually um, strategic sourcing work. So procurement work. I was competitively bidding 
projects, um, managing supplier relationships, and then they outsourced um, that department to a consultant. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was there about nine months and I decided I really didn't want to work for a consulting um, firm at that point in my career. So I went to Ingersoll Rand. Um, uh, and I've you just, know, one of the things I want to share, and let's make sure the audience uh, you know, kind of checks these boxes as we go through this. What are some of the takeaways you want the listeners to get out of our interview today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, be human um, <laughs> because there are a lot of robots um, in the corporate world, especially. Yep. And, um, you know, there's a lot of order takers and people who are really not thinking for themselves, um, sadly. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'd say, you know, definitely that's a key takeaway. Um, and along with that, you know, listening and learning every day. Um, and we're always a work in progress. Mm -hmm. Um, so just, you know, having that humility and, you know, reflecting and not dwelling, um, on mistakes because you're going to make them. Um, and the key is to move on, um, yep. and to do better. And, you know, the other, I said, the last point, Bob is what we talked about before, but, you know, don't be afraid to ask. Um, right. And, you know, do your research and learn from every negotiation. Speaking of which, which we're going to get into the next segment a little bit deeper, but I think, uh, Jill, you're probably the first guest I've had on that gets so deep into procurement and buying side of the business because, uh, you know, obviously I coach and teach people on the selling side of the, the equation. And we're going to have a lot of fun in this conversation today because uh, of your deep background with that in that area. And I know it's fascinating, but there's actually schooling for this, isn't there, for procurement? There, there is now supply chain degrees. Yeah. yeah. When I went to school, it, there was no such thing. But yeah, in the last 10 years, um, supply chain is a major. Um, you can even get your master's in it, um, which is very fascinating. And there's no better seat. Um, in the house at these large companies than in procurement or supply chain. You really get to see it all and connect the dots um, in a way that other functions don't. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, I, it sounds like you had OJT on the job training then, huh? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Head dunk. <laughs> and as you mentioned before, when your mentors, you know, asking, and I, I uh, now, were you a tough negotiator? I was very tough, but I was fair. Okay. <laughs> and I still am. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, listen, folks, we're going to be back here a little bit, but I wanted to take and introduce you to where the proud, uh, I'm proud to announce Inbound Studios as a sponsor of Faith Marketplace. They have generously provided their talent and expertise to develop and maintain the Faith Marketplace website, which I want you to get out there, faithmarketplace.com. Marshall Mullet, the owner, has a mission to help small mid-market businesses to be more effective and efficient in getting results for their marketing technology. With his vast experience, Inbound Studios builds websites using inbound marketing methodology that provides a beautiful visitor experience that has them coming back for more. As a result, the company has evolved in a premier provider of web technology services in the Midwest. So get out there and check out inboundstudio.studio again that's inboundstudio.studio and i i have to tell you go out and see what they did with our website and we're still doing more so just get out there and check it out i want you to stay tuned because i'm going to be back here again 
uh, with uh, Jill Robbins. Uh, she has uh, several companies, Business Fierce and Matchbook. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with Jill Robbins, the president of Business Fierce, uh, and she also works with Matchbook Incorporated. And she's got a couple other businesses that we'll squeeze in here in a little bit, but we want to start first with Business Fierce. Uh, Jill, what is Business Fierce? So Business Fierce is a boutique consulting firm focused on helping companies that sell to and through procurement and supply chain to do so more effectively. So we make those sales professionals procurement insiders so they can speak the language, they understand the process, and they can really build trust with those organizations. Okay. Now, when you say that, you're because of your vast knowledge, your experience sitting on that side of the desk, the buy side of the desk, right? Yes. So what are some of the key things that you learned when you were sitting on that side of the desk? And also, uh, obviously, the observations you had of salespeople calling on you, I think that would be fascinating. <laughs> I've seen the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, okay. <laughs> so, you know, and that's really what I share um, with my clients um, is, you know, how to approach someone either that you have an existing relationship with, or you've never talked to before, you know, articulating your value proposition. Um, and, you know, don't just, you know, speak from um, a standard pitch deck, really mm -hmm. get to know who you're selling to, you know, if it's a publicly traded company, you should be listening to their earnings calls, you should be understanding you know, what challenges they have on the table, what opportunities they have, what analysts are asking. Um, so you can connect your good or service to, you know, problems they're trying to solve. Okay. So we're talking about educating yourself, right? Getting yep. in. And today it's better than it's ever been, right, Jill? <laughs> I mean, there's so much knowledge, particularly if it's a public company. Now, what happens if it's a privately held company? Yeah, if it's a privately held company, you know, just building those relationships, there's still so much information on even private companies now um, available. Um, mm -hmm. Networking, you know, LinkedIn is great, you know, connecting with people who maybe have worked there or um, have sold to them before or are currently a supplier, really just getting to understand their culture um, and, you know, what's important to them. But, you know, I, I could tell you my in my background also, you, you've got some uh, uh, procurement people are pretty guarded about, uh, you know, anything about them personally, would you would you say? <laughs> yeah, so, I think, yeah, there could be, there's a lot of different personalities for sure. Right. And so do you have any tips or ideas as to uh, when people approached you uh, and, uh, you know, wanting to get, you know, to know you more on a, on a personal relational basis? Uh, was that a, was that a red flag for you? Or how did you how did you manage that? Yeah, I'd say, you know, with procurement people, like you said, they typically can be guarded. Um, start with the business. Um, okay. you know, start with the value proposition. Um, and then you can earn that trust and then move to a more personal level because you really need to think about that person is maybe managing hundreds of suppliers and think of the hundreds that are reaching out to them trying to get their business. Um, so you need to be cognizant of that. You know, the business ebbs and flows. 
um, depending on the time of year. Um, so, you know, just, I'd say, use your <laughs> emotional intelligence, yeah. um, of course, when you're, you know, trying to, to break down those walls. Okay. So, um, who's the ideal clients or target audience for, for you for that part of the business, for business fears? Yeah. So, you know, it can be a technology company. It can be, um, a temp labor company, you know, any company who's, you know, got to work with enterprise procurement um, to sell, um, whether they're selling directly to procurement or through procurement. Um, ultimately, you need to um, understand, you know, what's going on behind the scenes so you can earn that trust and become a preferred supplier. Yeah. Now, is that terminology changed as far as procurement? Is that a common, uh, common, uh, still a common uh, place or a common uh, title? Yeah, it, you know, you hear procurement at some companies. You hear global strategic sourcing. You hear sourcing. Um, really, don't hear purchasing um, anymore. Um, okay. that's kind of what it was when I started, um, mm -hmm. and then it kind of morphed into strategic sourcing when I was at Ingersoll Rand. Um, okay. And then you'll hear, you know, at some companies, if they're um, a goods manufacturer, it'll be supply chain. Um, and then, you know, buyers would roll up to supply chain. Okay. Um, when you, when you're approaching the salespeople, how much should they be educating the, the, procurement, the procurement person? Educating them on what they're well, just selling? The, 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 the industry or their products, their services or whatever, because again, that goes into kind of sales mode. You're talking too much. So where's that balance at, you know, when you're, uh, when you're approaching the uh, procurement person? Yeah, I think it's, you know, ask, you know, open-ended questions so you can learn mm -hmm. and you can kind of tailor your messaging and your story about what you're selling to their organization and to, you know, problems they have on the table. Um, you know, sourcing and procurement people are a wealth of information. Um, right. when you build that trust and ask those open-ended questions. You can learn a heck of a lot. Yeah. Well, let's flip that other side of that coin, which is um, uh, Matchbook. What is Matchbook about? What do you do there? Yeah. So Matchbook is a boutique consulting firm focused on um, startup biotech um, and pharma companies and medical device companies who may have a very small sourcing team or no sourcing team at all. And we come in and we can run competitive events. So RFPs for them, we can do spend analysis to see where they're spending money. Um, if they're getting ready to go public, we can help them um, with policy creation, um, getting ready from a compliance perspective, um, segregation of duties, um, so we run the full gamut. We are an extension of our clients. Okay. So uh, in effect, would I, would you say you're, you become their procurement department for them? Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. We can, yeah, we can serve a lot of different, um, uh, needs that they have. So like I okay. said, depending on how mature they are, um, you know, some of our clients, um, are already publicly traded. So we're running very specific projects for them. Um, okay. And then others um, are earlier in the cycle. So, you know, we're just doing that analysis and really trying to understand and kind of get everything set up for them so they can 
hire someone that's going to run procurement. Um, and then okay. we, we would work alongside that person. So you, you really like a fractional or an interim kind of a, a PO department for them, right? Purchasing yeah. department Outsourced. for them. Yeah. Outsourced. Yeah. Procurement. Yeah. You know, which is becoming much more popular, obviously, for small mid-market companies. You know, stick to your knitting, what you do best, and outsource right. the rest of it. So Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know. And we're seeing that growing quite a bit, as you know, across the country, a lot of these different kinds of outsourced sales management, outsourced CFO, outsourced HR. And I didn't realize that there was outsourced, uh, you know, procurement. So that's uh, that's a new one on me. Thank you for educating us on that one. Now, do you find a little bit of a conflict of interest there when you're kind of doing both of these things? <laughs> no, um, because, you know, I'm not, you know, spilling the Kool-Aid or anything, Right. Um, really just, you know, educating. Um, and I, I wouldn't take on um, a client that was also a supplier. Um, right. You know, that would be a conflict. Yeah, that um, would definitely be a conflict. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, are there other people doing what you do? Because this sounds pretty unique to me. Is this something new or a trend in the industry? Um. I I don't know if too many people that are focused um, on, I mean, there's a few people out there. Um, I know of a couple guys um, in Europe, um, okay. in the U.S. Um, there's no one doing this that has the procurement background that I do. There are sales guys doing it that have mm -hmm. always sold. Um, but yeah, no one that has, you know, managed billions of dollars of global spend that I have. Um, okay. Yeah. And that makes you quite unique then as far as what you, your, your proposition, what you're bringing to people, because again, what I'm hearing here, you got both sides of the coin. You said in that procurement seat, you've said in strategic, you know, global en environments. And then on the other side of that, you're helping people to understand how to set something like that up. Uh, but you're training the salespeople how to, how to handle it. You know, give me an example of, of a, a, a good salesperson or a person that you worked with before. What was, what was special about them or unique about them? Yeah. So Bob, you know, I'd say the people who are patient, you really need to be patient when you're mm -hmm. selling um, to procurement yep. and strategic sourcing. And I'd say salespeople um, by nature aren't typically patient. Um, so, you know, be patient. Um, and know that you are one of hundreds of suppliers that they're working with and maybe negotiating contracts with um, and, you know, know what you can help them with. Um, mm -hmm. You know, if you're just another commodity or you're just, you know, another service provider off the street and you don't have a unique value proposition, um, you're probably not going to get a second or a third meeting. Yeah. Did you find that most of the folks calling you that, that, uh, in companies, I find this quite a bit with small members, they really don't know what their value prop is. Yeah. I, it's, it's funny. They don't. Um, yeah. And that's critical. Yeah. yeah. It's really critical. And I, I find that interesting in clients that we're working with. I tell them all the time, you know, if you don't have your marketing act together, it's not, none of my training is going to really help you a lot if they don't know what the heck they're doing when they go in there. <clears throat> I mean, I could teach them all the, the competencies and skills that we do, but at the same time, they got to really 
uh, you know, understand to your point, ask questions. You know, we teach a Socratic method of questioning so we can get on that side of the table. I can't believe our first segment is already done here, Jill. This is amazing. Okay. Uh, second segment. So listen, folks, stay tuned. We're going to be back here with Jill Robbins. We're going to dig a little bit deeper in this because this is fascinating to me because I, she's like I said, she's the uh, first one doing this and she's got quite an interesting proposition here that she's doing on both sides of the coin. So get out there and check us out at faithmarketplace.com. Uh, we got lots of goodies on there, and I'll be making an announcement on there when you go on the website, G7. We're going to talk about that in a little bit, so stay tuned. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with my special guest, Jill Robbins of uh, both Business Fierce and Matchbook and a couple other ones that we're going to tell you about. But first, I, I want are you looking for ways to increase your business? Are you hungry for business relationships that matter, that help you grow personally, professionally, and spiritually? Welcome to G7 Networking with Purpose, where we form relationships that lead to quality referrals and life transformation. Experience networking with others of like mind and spirit via monthly meetings that follow a powerful format that invites interaction and connection. Immerse yourself in the proprietary G7 app, sharing leads, prayer requests, and increased visibility with the entire G7 network. Chapters are forming all over the country now and here in Chicago. So if you get out there and text me at 312-210-0603, with the keyword G7, I'll get you information in your hands because uh, this thing is taking off like a train, uh, a freight train or speed train. So anyway, <clears throat> Jill, <clears throat> we left off talking about the uniqueness of your business. And uh, let's share with the audience, particularly for, uh, first of all, we'll start with business fears. What are the uh, target kind of companies and in the industries that you like to work with? Yeah. So um, any service provider or technology company that is selling to or through um, enterprise procurement. Okay. And what type of product? Give us an illustration. Give me an example of what that might be. Yeah. So it could be a software company um, that um, is selling directly to procurement. It could be um, a temp labor, contract labor um, organization um, or a technology that accompanies that type of work um, that drives compliance um, Ooh, yeah. that I can help with um, as they're trying to kind of break down those barriers. And what about Matchbook then? What, what, those are smaller. You defined that a little bit earlier, biotech. and Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it okay. can be early to mid-stage biotech, pharma, medical device um, organizations, Um that may not have an existing procurement or strategic sourcing team or a very small team. And then we become an extension of their team to build the right processes, policies, or run a competitive process um, so that they're maximizing value for their organization. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Real quickly, uh, share with the audience a couple of these other, a couple of companies you and your husband have, have, have started too. Yeah. So, um, We, um, prior to this, um, when I was still in the corporate world, um, we had a couple Sky Zone indoor trampoline parks. Um, We sold the last of those in February of 2020. Um, And then my husband's an attorney, um, but he likes to run businesses. Um, He also (laughs) does legal work. Um, 
but we recently opened a um, cryotherapy business um, near our home, um, and that is doing well. Um, we had a local news station there this morning, um, and I've become addicted to it. Um, I've been sleeping a lot better as a result of um, the discipline of, of getting in the um, tank and infrared sauna. And then we also wow. have a warehousing business. Wow. Yeah. Well, so uh, in your spare time, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. which it doesn't sound like there's much of, but you got a family to boot. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That is amazing. Uh, let's talk about, you know, obviously the purpose of this is to talk about faith and, mar- and, and work and how you integrate those two. So um, what do you give praise to God for your business? I mean, what, how do you praise him and what do you give him a praise for in your business? Yeah, uh, Bob, I, that's a great question. Um, and I think that, you know, it's a great reflection question um, yep. throughout the day and maybe if you're having a bad day. But really, you know, he's responsible um, for every success and learning opportunity um, and just, you know, taking the time um, to spend time in his word and reflect um, knowing that he's faithful and good. Um, and if it's not good, he's not done. Um, you know, knowing when to step back because oftentimes we, um, muddy the waters ourselves because we try to be in control, um, rather than letting him take the reins. Um, you know, and that's something, you know, that I have done, um, (laughs) and I continue to do. And then, um, I'm humbled, um, when I, you know, try to, to take the reins. There you um, go. <laughs> so it, it's, you know, spending time with him, you know, and being with other believers, I, I really think it is key. And, um, you know, talking about um, how, you know, he's important in every aspect of our life. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, you know, give me some example where you have a story of how you incorporate your faith in work and, and what would, would that look like? I mean, that could be anything from praying for people mm-hmm. to, any one of a number of things, but I think that's another kind of a thing that we try to lend to our audience here. What are some of the things that you might do to incorporate that and, and let people know? I mean, do you hide your light under a basket or do they know you're a Christian? Uh, no, they, I think they know I'm a Christian. Um, <laughs> you know, and anytime I'm, you know, introduced, let's say to a new opportunity, um, I, I always pray about it. And if mm-hmm. it's meant to be, and it's his will, then, you know, we'll sign a contract. And if it's not, then, he has something better. Um, and the sooner I come to that realization because it doesn't always happen, um, immediately, but, you know, stepping back, um, and really praying about it. Um, and I, last year I added an app to my phone. Um, it's called pray minder, um, and different (laughs) things that are, you know, going on and, you know, Bible verses that are important to me, you know, I'll add Mm -hmm. to that. And, you can set them to pop up at different times. Um, but that's really helped me to become much more centered um, and yeah. prompt me to, to pray throughout the day. Do you, do you pray for your clients or do you have opportunities oftentimes when they come to you and there's something that's really bugging them or they're, they're having a bad day or something? Do you help them with that? I've not prayed with them um, together. I mean, I've prayed for them, um, uh-huh. you know, during my prayer time. Yeah, I think that's probably a carryover from, you know, being in the corporate world that, you know, I, that wasn't something that, you know, we did unless I saw someone at church, 
you know, I have prayed with people um, that Mm -hmm. I know are believers um, in a business environment. And I have, I do work with people that I know are believers and we do pray and we'll send each other Bible verses or we'll do devotions together. Okay. So you do some encouragement work. I was given a tip a number of years ago by a guy that was uh, the executive vice president for HR for um, Motorola here in Chicago. He traveled all over the world and he gave me, he shared something with me that obviously you can imagine he had a lot of people at his doorstep and, and sharing a lot of issues and he, as he said, he used to go away and pray for him. You know, he would say, hey, I'll pray for you or something like that. And until one day it struck him as, why do I have to go away and do that? Why don't I do it just right now? Mm-hmm. And in all the time that he started doing that, he never had anybody turn him down. And he had people from, from all kinds of faiths or no faith. And I just thought that that was terrific. And it's bold. You know, I mean, it's really to put it out there. But when you have a guy like that saying, you know, in the position he was in, uh, with multiple people, hundreds of thousands of people, it's like, okay, yeah, I can do that too. And I started doing it and I found the same thing. Nobody's going to turn you down. You know, if they're having a difficult day or whatever the case might be, and, it, and it's a, a gentle way really of our testimony, you know, that you are a person of faith and that you will take and pray for people. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be drug out or anything like that, but to the point that people know, and I have to tell you, in my experience, Jill, people thank you. I mean, it's like, you know, if they're going through a tough time, I was just at a, I recently at a lunch with a, um, a couple of Christian brothers, and it was funny because he, they did it, and I, I thought, why did, why, why haven't I, why did I stop that habit? They asked the server what we could pray for him for. You know, we're, we're going to pray for our meal, and we like he requested that, and it was a, it was fantastic because the the server just was stopped in his tracks for a little bit. And then he did have something that he wanted us to pray for, you know, so mm-hmm. it was it was kind of cool that you can do this as a blessing to not only co-workers and workers, but also or people of faith, but anybody you can do that with, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, I encourage our listeners out there that, that uh, it's not that tough. The only thing that's holding you back is you. OK, <laughs> and maybe you present like you said, Jill, growing up, you know, in the corporate world, uh, the secular world that <clears throat> you were walking on kind of thin ice with that. But, uh, you know, like you said, if you get to establish a relationship with somebody and, and they're comfortable with you, then uh, as long as, you know, you don't go way out of bounds with it, mm-hmm. uh, that's another way for us to be, you know, introducing or something. And you never know, you know, I mean, uh, what's going on there with something like that? Absolutely. Uh, geez, I can't believe we're, we're coming up on the time here. Well, listen, I want to ask you a, a, a couple of things I always want to find out about. Okay. So, uh, you know, if, uh, what advice would you give to your younger self? <laughs> oh, uh, don't be so, um, stubborn, <laughs> um, <laughs> really, you know, seek out mentors. Um, and I had mm. some really great mentors, um, throughout my career. Um, but you know, having those that are, you know, really, have a relationship with Jesus Christ is important. Um, the earlier you can establish that um, is really key. And, you know, trust in God's plan and surround yourself with other strong believers. Um, yeah. It's a very materialistic world. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, save your money um, and trust <laughs> that God has a plan for you. I love that. Uh, also, you wrote, you shared something with me that I thought was pretty interesting and really cool. So why don't you share that with the audience? Sure. Um, I wrote a children's book um, a few years ago about um, our son, Jet, and 
we have an English Mastiff. So we have a dog that's bigger than me. Her name's Dolly. Um, <laughs> the name of the book is Adventures with Dolly and Jet, and it's on Amazon. Um, and I also, I love to work out and, and stay fit and, you know, try different workouts. Um, I used to run a lot. I've, I've run six marathons in my younger wow. years. Um, <laughs> and I, I try to play golf whenever I can, when the weather cooperates. <laughs> yeah. They're in Indiana, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't believe we're up on time already, Joe. This has been fantastic. Uh, we're going to come back in our next segment. We're going to round table a mystery subject folks. So Stay tuned. We're going to be right back here with Joe Robbins in a mystery subject. <clears throat> this is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with Joe Robbins, the president of Business Fierce and Matchbook. Uh, we've been uh, giving you a lot of education on procurement and also how to sell to procurement agents and all that. But you know, uh, Jill, you had a bit of experience. So this is going to be about, uh, you know, transitioning because you took some time out. So why don't you share with the audience as to what that would that look like and why did why did it happen? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I have been um, in the corporate world for 20, about 20 years. Um, then the pandemic hit um, and we were all working from home. Um, on a much more regular basis. And at the time, our son was four um, and he was mm -hmm. home with us because, you know, nothing was open. And right. he, um, kids are very smart and he saw me working a lot. Um, I had people mm -hmm. reporting to me um, on every continent at the time. So I was on calls very early. Um, I was on calls late with Asia. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, my husband would say, well, you're the boss, you can set the time. But you know, I would always accommodate my team. So, right. you know, I would work in their time zone. Um, and I really felt the Lord nudging me um, to do something about it. Um, okay. And I was on a call um, and working and my son walked in this room um, and he says, mommy, you're still working. Aren't you tired of working all the time? And I closed wow. my computer um, and really that was it. Um, that was kind of my moment of truth, if you will. Um, sure. and you know, the verse Romans 12 2, do not conform to the patterns of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and per perfect will of God, um, mm -hmm. <laughs> really has stuck with me. Um, even before that it was an important verse, but it's, really so true. Um, everything that's going on around us um, is not happening to us. You know, God's hand is really in everything if we will let his hand be in everything. Right. Um, and it's, it's helped me. Um, and at the time, you know, I didn't know, I, I just knew I needed to spend time with my family um, and mm -hmm. I needed to be in a better <laughs> mood. My husband said, you need to be happy. Um, I was in a very stressful um, position at the time, and it was important. Um, you know, he he didn't care if I did anything. Um, he just said it's important, you know, for me not to be <laughs> unhappy um, any longer. Life's too yeah, short. Yeah, and, and uh, the, uh, son, uh, the mom's of babes, right? Your son wanted you. He wanted his mommy, you know? 
So, um, Jill, when you made that kind of that decision or that aha moment, then how'd you start down that journey as to how, how to negotiate that? Yeah, so um, I <coughs> kind of had made the decision early in 2020 or late 2019. Um, and then I had a conversation um, with my boss, I want to say in March. Um, and the company I worked for um, allowed for up to a three-year um, extended parental leave. Had the conversation, um, started with a year, um, and then last year um, extended it for two more years. Um, mm -hmm. So, and, you know, he was um, shocked <laughs> um, <laughs> that I was, you know, going to do that, but understood. Um, he has three girls and, you know, every, every, everyone with children knows how quickly they grow up. Um, yep. And I've seen it happen before my eyes. <laughs> um, yeah. But in the last, you know, two years, I can say that I've been able to make my time, my time. Um, yeah. And good for you. you know, be present. What, uh, now, there were some things that you did initiate, though, you shared with me also. Obviously, prayer was in there, but some other things that you did. Uh, maybe you can share that with the audience as to what did that look like? Yeah. Um, you know, prayer, um, was really vital. Um, you know, communicating of course with your spouse is key in any yeah. major life decision. Um, and you know, just I, I'm in Bible studies. Um, and I actually, um, lead Bible, led Bible studies during that time. Um, mm. and, one of the Bible studies I led during that time, um, right before the pandemic hit was Robert Morris beyond blessed. Um, and you know, we, we walked through that and, um, I met some very, you know, strong believers during that time. I led that Bible study and, um, we like to walk outside, um, and pray when we walk and, you know, allow God to lead our decisions or intervene, um, if we are not going down the right path and it's just amazing to watch him work and allow him to work. Um, because, uh, I am one of those people who likes to be in the driver's seat. Yeah. Well, that obviously, <clears throat> uh, serves you well when you teach and coach, uh, salespeople, <laughs> be patient, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So he did a little role reversal on you, didn't he? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he likes to humble us. <laughs> yeah, he sure does. And as we know, this is an important issue right now because a lot of people are going through that because of the pandemic. They're reassessing, you know, what is my purpose? What's going on out there? What's God's plan for me? Uh, people, you know, up and like you said, just, you know, stopping what they were doing, uh, <clears throat> trying to find their way. But the uh, but for anybody out there, you, you know, the encouragement is, is be still and listen, right? And, and be prayerful about those decisions that you make. Incorporate other people in there that you can trust that would, are going to give you godly advice. And that might not always be the advice you want to hear, mm -hmm. you know, but you have to give permission for people to be able to tell you that. Right. Absolutely. Um, because I, I find that that surrounding myself, I, 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 I tease about this a little bit, but I've always had a curmudgeon in my life. Somebody would always take the opposite view of whatever way I'm going, you know, <laughs> and and uh, I had one that was a college debater. Uh, he was I called him my dark cloud, you know, <laughs> and yeah. he was a college debater. So whatever it was position I took, 
<clears throat> he treated it like a, a debate, <laughs> you know, and would take the opposite position. Mm -hmm. And it really sharpened me. It really made me think because he was taking and presenting a different case from a different viewpoint. And I would suggest that that would also be somebody that's, you know, looking at or evaluating or thinking about things right now as to where does God need you? Where do they want you? Um, and what, the other thing, too, particularly like this, Jill, we, I've had uh, oftentimes people in business say, well, yeah, I want to serve God more and they want to get into ministry or something. That isn't necessarily maybe what God wants you to do because you're in ministry at work, mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. I mean, God, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's bigger than any ministry going, obviously, because uh, oftentimes the people you have influence over, can, when you look at the numbers, that, how that multiplies out, that's got a huge ripple effect. And so uh, walking it, as I try to share with people, how I was led to the Lord was three guys that walked it. They didn't talk it. They were walking it. And I didn't even know they were Christians until finally I connected the dots. And then it became very obvious to me because of how they showed up for me, how they treated people, their family life, a lot of things that all of a sudden started to come together. And it was a pattern that I was, I, I saw with these guys. And I, I just kept thinking, what is with these guys? You know, <laughs> there's something about them. And it was almost like a magnet. I was drawn to that because I thought, wow, I want some of that, you know? Right. So that would be my encouragement out there, folks, as you're going through this, any of you that are facing this kind of thing, uh, get a prayer buddy, get somebody that you trusted to help you with that. Uh, as um, Jill said, you know, if you're walking out there, talk to him, you know? I mean, that's what it's all about is talking to father and asking him, hey, give me some guidance here. Uh, and be patient. I think that was an operative word that I think is really, really important is being patient. You got to be still to listen. Well, I can't believe we're up on our time already. Jill, this has been fabulous. I can't thank you enough. How do people get a hold of you if they want to get a hold of you? Yeah, they can find me on LinkedIn um, okay. very easily, um, or they can email me at jill at businessfierce.com. Um, okay. And they can call my cell is 317-418-0367. All right, folks, stay tuned. We'll be back here next Saturday, noon to one o'clock on AM 1160. Hope for your life. Thanks for joining us for Faith Marketplace Radio, here to inspire, equip, and encourage Chicagoland's Christian business community. Faith Marketplace is on every Saturday at noon, right here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Listen to past shows anytime online at faithmarketplace.com.